0: Hi, and welcome to Serenity Now, a place for entrepreneurs to ask questions, learn, get connected, and be inspired. Join us as we talk about all things business and the search for the ever-elusive Serenity Now in both business and personal life. In this episode of Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs, Serenity sisters Rita Kim and Candice Nake chats with Charlotte Ferreau of Community Futures BC.
1: They're a nonprofit organization that supports small business and economic growth in rural areas. Um, So again, you know, we we know that there's so much support in the larger cities, but in terms of kind of bringing that voice to the smaller communities, is is something that we're all so incredibly passionate about. We've got 34 different offices um, around British Columbia, and we focus in on I mean everything business from Providing business loans and we do them, you know, it's it's a little different than going to your bank. I find, you know, for myself, I've also kind of gone through that and been supported by getting a loan through uh, Community Futures. And it, you know, they look at the person, they look at the story, they look at the business, you know, it, it has that really personal, we want to get to know you feel and not so, do you just have the numbers and you know, are you a check mark and, and that's
0: that what is the mandate of their organization and how do they help business owners in rural regions?
1: As we know, entrepreneurs like to learn as we go and there's not a manual at the beginning that says like, hey, you're starting a business. Um, And and there's so much trial and error. So I really look at um, Community Futures as a hub where you can come in and they're gonna help you find the path or the answer or the support that you need. You know and and the beautiful part of it is that there isn't there's no agenda there you know what i mean it really is just you know you can just go in and ask the questions that you need to ask and they're going to help you know help you in some kind of way how does
0: community futures differ from other lending institutions
2: and so when we think about community futures i always think of them very differently than if you look at an investor or if you're looking at grants or if you're looking at a regular or typical financial institution.
1: The banks would have said no, and we know that for a fact. And a lot of people come because the banks have said no. And it's so amazing. I just feel like when we give people the opportunity to match their actions with their dreams, like they're, they're willing to do the actions, they'll do the hard work, right? They're not just looking for a handout of any sort. Like to be part of that experience, you know, part of their legacy and part of what they're creating. And that's what makes small communities, small communities.
0: Lots of businesses are starting up from COVID or recovering from the pandemic. Here are a couple of insights from Rita and Candice on the importance of resources like community futures.
2: You know, just the the idea of asking for money is tough in and of itself. So being able to have a conversation is fantastic. And then even if you do get the loan, that itself is scary too, isn't it? Oh my God, you gave me the money, now what? (laughs) In BC, there is a very high percentage of small
3: businesses. It is what fuels our economy. Knowing that this organization is out there for rural businesses, I think is really, really important.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Serenity Now. We're quite excited and happy to bring along a fellow podcaster, a fellow entrepreneur, a fellow female uh, woman in business, Charlotte. Charlotte Perot, Charlotte, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to to share and talk to both of you.
2: Great. We've also got Candace, our stellar superstar accountant, on with us tonight. Candice, welcome. Hi, Rita. Hi, Charlotte. <laughs> and then, of course, myself, Rita Kim, uh, with Partners for Growth. So. We're going to just dive right in. Charlotte's, uh, you know, done this and she does this for a living. So, Charlotte, share with us a little bit about your background. Who's, who's Miss Charlotte? Tell us a little bit more.
1: (laughs) All right. Without going, uh, too deep, too far. Um, I am a, um, a certified high performance coach and an NLP practitioner. So I, I'm a master neuro linguistic programming practitioner. Um, and I specialize in everything to do about creating people focused cultures, leadership, uh, high performance development, uh, working with organizations, um, I'm just super committed to helping people show up as their best, be their best, step into their maximum potential, uh, and to really just connect to the life that they truly desire and on the side of organizations to help them really create and harbor an incredible, high performing environment that is healthy, that creates an amazing environment for the people that they, that they bring on. I'm already That's excited. Amazing.
2: <laughs> I, I feel inspired. I'm finished. <laughs> Thanks so much, Charlotte. This is fantastic. Uh, so, thank you for that. So, we're talking about community futures today, Charlotte. How how are you and community futures connected?
1: Uh, should I start from the beginning?
2: <laughs> oh yes, that's that's where all good stories start. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, I have such a beautiful relationship with community futures. They've been part of my full entrepreneurial journey. Um, I'm, I'm a single mom of two. I didn't add that to the beginning part and it interweaves with this whole story here. Uh, I found myself living back in my small town of Castlegar, British Columbia after I found out I was pregnant and I had left my job with Lululemon Athletica back in 2012. And it was really one of those like holy, fill in the blank moments in life where you're like everything in life just you know you wake up one day and you're like what just happened <laughs> like and uh after my son was 13 oh, he's about 13 months and i just i was missing working and like you know just all the passion that i had doing my job with lululemon working you know in a fast paced fully committed to personal development and growth and marrying operations and training and all these amazing things I was able to do within my seven years with them. And I found myself back at home and I was like, well, I want to, I want to stay in a rural area. And this that's where my family is, that's is where my parents are. Um, But what am I going to do? Right? Because I can't go from being so passionate and loving what I do and then just kind of falling into whatever job out here. And so I I don't even remember how I got connected in with Community Futures, but I I found myself looking into their uh, self employment program, uh, and that self employment program was kind of like a kickstart to help me start my own business. And so I was like, you know what, this is perfect timing. I think I'm going to start a consulting um, a consulting firm, and you know I I want to help organizations do what I loved so much. In the previous seven years, and so off I went. I started in with that program, uh, so that was really like my first connection, and that was with uh, Central Kootenai, so a location that's in Nelson, British Columbia. And um, and I did it. I, I I started my business. You know, had built out my entire business plan and really just activated. This is, I think, where the vision started was really created at that time. But just working with the office and the support that I got, you know, from the team that was there and a lot of the team is still there at this time. It was just, it was so amazing. You know, I, I left that program. I think I was with them now. I feel like it was so long ago, like a, a year's worth of support. Anyways, that might have changed now just in terms of, of the programs that they have. But yeah. And then I, I went out there and I, I started consulting and I started working with businesses and it's still a big part of what I do. I've blended in other things now into my company, but that's the heart of what I'm still providing and what I'm still doing was what I started off with there. And so after that, because I had formulated a really great relationship with the office, I started facilitating workshops for them um, under like, you know, people and HR and development and, you know, managing for results and all these great things. Um, So again, still Still growing relationship and being able to really impact our community and and help provide them with tools that that then it started to trickle outwards from what I was able to get you know help with I was able to start to give back in that way as well. Gosh, I want to say 2015 I I was brought onto the board of directors for Central Kootenays uh, and I've been on that board ever since. So I'm the vice chair of the Central the Central Kootenay board. And then about almost three years ago now, I got brought on to the, um, the board for British Columbia. So our main office that's based in Mission, British Columbia. Yeah. So I sit on the board there and I chair the HR committee. And um, yeah, it's been amazing to be able to help both at the rural area and also just in terms of supporting that voice for British Columbia as well.
3: So Charlotte, um, Community Futures, we've been hearing a lot about Community feature- Futures and we'd love to hear a little bit more about what some of their programs, what they do and how they're different, because I understand they service rural communities mainly. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So they're a nonprofit organization that supports small business and economic growth in rural areas. Um, so again, you know, we, we know that there's so much support in the larger cities, but in terms of kind of bringing that voice to the smaller communities is, is something that we're all so incredibly passionate about and something that we do, um, within all of the region. So we've got 34 different offices, um, around British Columbia and we focus in on, I mean, everything business from providing business loans and we do them you know it's it's a little different than going to your bank i find you know for myself i've also kind of gone through that and been supported by getting a loan through uh community futures and it you know they look at the person they look at the story they look at the business you know it it has that really personal we want to get to know you feel and not so do you just have the numbers and you know are you a check mark and, and that's that and so the amount of incredible stories that have come through you know, and really quickly when, when businesses have been in a pinch, um, you know, to be able to access that kind of help and to know that you're met with like a friendly face and somebody who wants to know your story and really looks at all corners. I just think is I mean, I can't say enough about it. I probably could talk about that for a long time. Um, but we also have, like I mentioned in my own story, the self-employment um programs, and you'll find that not every CF has every single one of the programs, but when you go onto the website, um, and then you look at all the different areas, depending on where you're at, you'll see that every local community futures has their own website. And then we'll share with you exactly what the programs are, what kind of training they do, if they do it or don't, um, whether they do loans or not, you know, um, but the loans is pretty consistent uh, across the board. We help businesses with business succession planning, um, selling of their business. Uh, we've got a program called the Export Navigator, which helps people in terms of, you know, um, move, you know, moving, uh, actual physical product. Uh, and, you know, especially if it's like cross-border and just figuring out how to navigate some of those different topics. Um as we know, entrepreneurs like to learn as we go and there's not a manual at the beginning that says like, hey, you're starting a business. Um, and and there's so much trial and error. So I really look at um community features as a hub where you can come in and they're going to help you find the path or the answer or the support that you need. Um, you know, and and the beautiful part of it is that there isn't um there's no agenda there you know what i mean it really is just you know you can just go in and ask the questions that you need to ask and they're going to help you know help you in some kind of way and so yeah i mean there's the list goes on and on um but those are some of the main areas that that we help in
3: that's excellent that's excellent i was listening to you when you said that there's not a manual for starting a business i have to admit i'm like oh if there was <laughs> would be like a genius money-making idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we've got lots of, I mean, with Google now, I mean, obviously, people can Google just whatever, which I think is such a beautiful thing. And especially now, having gone, yeah. I call it the big cocoa, but COVID, um, you know, a lot of businesses had to shift very quickly um, where they might have had resistance to operating online, depending on their modality and depending on what their services are. But I I think too it allowed you know for a lot of us to help in that process for people to um to get the training and the tools and the know how um because sometimes we're just pushed into things and then we're like okay we got to figure this out now um, but again I just feel like I, I remember back when businesses started to shut down and I know for us in Central Kootenay you know, we got started a forum, we started doing weekly zoom calls with any business that wanted to come up. And it was just like, hit the ground running to see where we can support what's needed, what's wanted. And what I love about it is that it's not so bureaucratic, you know what I mean? Where it's like, well, we have this idea, but it's going to take us like 10 years to actually implement it. It was, it was very much like, let's hit the ground running. And let's see where we can truly activate support. And that's, when I, when I think of community futures, I think of that essence, the essence of we're here. And even those of us who are on the board of directors, you know, we love our communities. We love helping. Like you said at the beginning, Not we don't have a lot of time. A lot of us are quite busy. and um, But we do it because we love it. And I, I wouldn't have it in any other way. It really is a connection to my heart and my story.
2: Thanks, Charlotte. I just wanted to share just a little bit of my experience as well with Community Futures. I've, I've worked with you guys now on and off for about maybe 20 years. And one, one of the great things when I started my own firm, Partners for Growth, one of the things that we started doing was some workshops. And they were business planning workshops with and through the BC uh, Ministry of Agriculture. And when we reached out to all the different rural areas that we had to go into, um, Nelson was a key focus. And guess who put their hands up first to say, hey, we'll be a partner, we'll support you, we'll we'll help you and and fill up our, our rooms with people. We had, I think within 24 hours, 40 or 50 plus businesses saying, I'm ready to go, <laughs> help us, give us some support. And we had to actually stay there for two days. And, and then we went over to Grand Forks and then we went to Prince George and guess whose hand was up every single time. So community futures and I have a, a lovely relationship. They are definitely ready to add support, collaborate. But one of the things that, that I work on and have been working on, you know, I, I say forever my entire life is, is finance. And so when we think about community futures, I always think of them very differently than if you look at an investor or if you're looking at grants or if you're looking at a regular or typical financial institution. So if we go back to the good old fashioned days of let's get to know one another through a handshake and it's all built on relationships, on character, on word, that's kind of how community futures looks at things, don't they?
1: Yeah I mean, it might not be just as simple as going in and having a conversation with a handshake, but I feel like that that presence and that essence is there, right? Again, like, I, I've, you know, gone through the experience a few times now and just hearing the multiple success stories and just, you know, I'll meet people and they're like, "Thank goodness!" Community futures was there because my, my business would have tanked or, you know, when, when we get into those spots, and I mean, again, COVID, there's not enough, you know, examples that we have at our fingertips right now where you, you, it wasn't predicted, you know, and, and something happens and you, you need, you need funds and you need them quickly. And so when I, when I say kind of the essence or the, the presence that it has, it's, they are the, you know, the committee, um, they're looking at the person. They're looking, obviously, at the financials as well and all of that. But it's bigger than that. It's the story. It's the impact. It's the future of it. It's, yeah, they just, they look at it all. And at the end of it, it's sometimes a judgment call. And I know, like, for a fact, you know, there there have been times where it's like, the banks would have said no. And we know that for a fact. And a lot of people come because the banks have said no, you know, and, um, and it's, it's so amazing. I just feel like when we give people the opportunity to match their actions with their dreams, like they're, they're willing to do the actions. They'll do the hard work, right. they're not just looking for a handout of any sort, like to be part of that experience, you know, part of their legacy and part of what they're creating. And that's what makes small communities, small communities, we don't have people who are willing to take those risks and and create, you know, and it doesn't always work out. You know, as we all know, entrepreneurs, we probably go, <laughs> we start lots of things because that's what we love.
2: <laughs>
1: We're a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> but the heart of it, it's like, that's what, that's the richness of like, we need those people in small communities. But if they have no support, then they're not going to be able to do some of the things that they desire within themselves. And I just, again, like when I think of community futures, I just think of like helping people, you know, create possibility, not just see possibility, but actually create it. And, uh, yeah, it's really it's really beautiful.
2: Yeah. In in our in our finance world, we sometimes call you potentially the lender of last resort. That's maybe a hint there, but it could also be turned around quite easily through our discussions today as you know why not lender first resort yeah mm-hmm. uh, especially in a smaller community and you know the lender first re- resort for dreams so i know that our audience members are are asking questions and one of the key questions that they're asking is do, do i come to you at the startup when I'm, when I might need a few hundred dollars, Charlotte, or do I come to you when I need, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars? Is there a minimum? You know, is, you know, how, how, how far can we go with community futures in the lending program? Maybe you can share just a little bit. And I know some of the centers are a little different than some of the others. So perhaps maybe just use an example as one.
1: Yeah. And I think what's so great kind of tying it back to the websites is that when you go underneath each individual region and you go to their loans department, they'll have their own blurb that kind of shares their criteria and their Mm -hmm. information. But here's what's again, this is what I love is that there's stories on on all ends, whether you're startup, whether you've been in business for decades, whether you are, you know, you stopped and you decided you're going to start again. Um You know, there's no one point that we help. It's, it's all business owners. And so it doesn't matter if it's a loan of a couple hundred dollars because, you know, things got tight and you just, you need, you know, something to help you in that area. Or if it's conversation, I know it's central Kootenai, you know, we go up to $500,000. And so, Again, it just depends on where you're at and, and what it is that you need. And the biggest part is to go in and to have a meeting and to really discuss where things at, what you think you need. Um, they, I know for myself, like we have like our loans department, uh, you know, Don is just so incredible. He is like a wealth of knowledge. He's been in the industry for so long. And that in itself, to have that kind of expertise at your fingertips, helping guide you, helping navigate through some of those really scary decisions, because getting a loan, you know, there's always that little knot in the stomach of like, oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> um, so it's just there's just so much support, whether it's through that through the verbal process, all the way to actually accessing and 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 hopefully, you know, getting that loan that you're looking for as well.
2: Well, that's fantastic. That helps us understand it just a little bit more, but I totally agree with you of, you know, just the, the idea of asking for money is tough in it of itself. So being able to have a conversation is fantastic. And then even if you do get the loan, that itself is scary too, isn't it? Oh my God, you gave me the money. Now what? <laughs> so, so there's, you know, all ends of the spectrum there. So it's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that, Charlotte.
1: Absolutely. I was going to bring up one part when you were talking about the, sometimes there's this perception that like, we're like the last resort. I would, you know, I, when I went to get one of my loans, it was the first resort. I actually didn't purposely go towards, you know, the banks. I wanted to have a relationship and I wanted to know where, where my money could have impact as well. And so, I
2: really, Charlotte. That, that that whole piece was a tongue. That was a complete tongue-in-cheek and slight bash to the FIs. The regular, traditional FIs was because I wanted people to actually stop saying "lender of last resort" That's and true. and actually say the words "perhaps lender of first resort." So actually, I'm a hundred percent with you because I think sometimes the big banks have maybe gotten away or just yeah, this is their castle and then they can do anything and everyone else has to fall behind. <laughs> and it's like, it's not how it works. <laughs> it's not how it works anymore. It really is about relationships. So I love the idea that you actually went first and you selected who you wanted to work with as well. Yeah. So, well, thanks, Charlotte. It's It's been incredible listening to your story and your journey yourself through Community Futures and then how you've Taking that journey, the learnings, and then actually turned around and shared and given some of it back as well. So we like to do something here on Serenity Now at the very end, and we like to just share some key takeaways. So I'm just going to go around the room, and uh, everybody just take a moment to to tell me some of the key takeaways. Candice, I'll start with you.
3: Just want to express my gratitude that this organization exists. I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship and businesses myself. I've been involved with other organizations that help small businesses. So I'm aware that in BC, there is a very high percentage of small businesses. It is what fuels our economy. Knowing that this organization is out there for rural businesses, I think is really, really important. Uh, I was before Serenity. Now, I have to admit, I was completely unaware of it. But I now that I am aware of it, it will be uh, it will be top of mind for some of the businesses that I work with, for sure. So thank you to you and your fellow board members and all those that run this organization, because I think it's an, it plays a very important part of our economy and the, and the business world in BC.
2: Thank you, Candice. Thank you. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Charlotte, I'm going to turn to you next.
1: You know, it's interesting uh, just being in the conversation and resharing it from this perspective and just kind of going back into my own story and my own journey, it just kind of like fueled this like love again, like even more love. <laughs> 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 I do have a big love for the organization. So, um, you know, and I like we only like, like the tip of the iceberg, you know, like my head started to go like, Oh, but what about that program? And I didn't have <laughs> and At the end of the day, you can go and look at all the incredible things that they do on the website and all the people that they've helped in the businesses. Um, I think one of my key takeaways as well is just um, we're just really there to help support, period. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's again, it's not often that we're sold so much. Right. Like I go into my LinkedIn and there's like. 20 messages trying to sell me something like it's just too much and to just know that there's an environment in a place where really the heart of it is we just want to support and everything that we do with that is at the heart of that I just think you know our our, our boots are on the ground you, you know I think back to the wildfire transition project you know helping businesses overcome some of the most tragic loss um, and that's what it's about. So my key takeaway is um, we're just fueled with love of what we do and helping people and really that servant leadership, which
2: to me is part of my core values. Wow. Geez. So so and and I guess I'll sum it all up now here or I'll try. Uh, Charlotte, it sounds like you fell in love again with Community Futures after this podcast. I think you made us all fall in love with Community Futures, whether we knew about them before like I did or Candace, who now is aware of you. Uh, I I also want to share, you know, there's been some things said about Community Futures, potentially lender of last resort. I think it's time to think of who you want to have relationships and who you want to build relationships. If you are in the rural communities uh, and there is a Community features in your location or in your region, give them a call. Say hello. They actually know your community. They know the other businesses. I'm sure they'll be able to help you in whether it's startup, to build, to growth, to succession, or even to export. It sounds like they'll be there for you for all of these different areas. I, I know from personal and past experience and continued experience Everyone that I've met at Community Futures has that heart that Charlotte is talking about, but that she has now shared with us personally as well. So Community Futures, a great program for small businesses, 34 locations in B.C., a variety of different programs, whether it's to help you start self-employment, that journey, or all the way through to exit. Uh, and, and think of them as somebody that's there as a resource and ready to support in any way. Thank you so much again, Charlotte. And again, thanks to the rest of the team and the great crew over at Community Futures. We're so happy to have you on here as a resource. Thanks, Charlotte.
1: Thank you, guys. That was great.
2: We hope you enjoyed this episode where the Serenity Sisters
0: chat with Charlotte of Community Futures and discusses the programs available to entrepreneurs in rural areas in B.C., As she mentions, there's a lot of support out there for business owners in large cities, but the economic development of rural businesses is also critical to the growth of the province. If you are a rural business owner, or perhaps you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it with your community, as it could give an entrepreneur out there some serenity now.